Welcome into the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek. I'm your host, Aaron Summers. You can find us on NewOrleansSaints.com, Apple iTunes, or our app presented by Verizon. The Saints are looking ahead to their game against the Jets. It's going to be this weekend, 12 o'clock on CBS. They're going to be playing the Jets, who just come off a 33-18 loss to the Eagles on Sunday. The Jets are now 3-9 and and 14th in the AFC. The Jets are led by quarterback Zach Wilson. Couple players that have emerged this season and wide receiver Elijah Moore and running back Tevin Coleman. Kick returner Braxton Berrios, he's had some good moments in games this year as well. Defensively, they're allowing almost 400 yards per game and 30 points. So this is a winnable game, folks. Hopefully the Saints can get out of this losing streak that they've been in. And to help us break down a little bit of the Jets-Saints matchup and how the Saints have been doing in general, we're going to bring in CBS NFL senior writer and analyst Pete Prisco. Pete, thank you so much for joining us on the New Orleans Saints podcast today. Really appreciate you taking the time. Oh, yeah. Uh, Look, the Saints are good to me, so I'm always good to the Saints. I like to hear it. Speaking of the Saints, it has been an up and down season, lots of injuries in Covering the NFL, have you ever seen a team go through as much adversity as the Saints have had to this year? No, I really feel sorry for Sean Payton and and having been there in training camp and and seen what they you know had and what how excited he was about that team and that roster. It, it's it got to be real tough to handle for him. And I know he's such a competitor and he's really done a good job with this team. I mean, navigating through the displacement for the hurricane. And, you know, beating Green Bay the way they did, and it looked so optimistic. And then all the injuries kind of just took that team apart, starting with the quarterback. It's tough to handle. I mean, it really is. And and they compete in games. They're just so undermanned right now. It's tough to handle. They definitely have still competed. And it's one of those things where there's been so many injuries and so many things thrown at this team. However, they still come at it with a good attitude, and they're still working so hard. And they've said that this isn't a feeling that they know either. They are not used to losing, especially this many games in a row. When that starts to happen, how good is it to see that the team is still fighting? Yeah, and the injuries too. I, I think, you know, sometimes you I've seen teams in, in the past where they've had injuries and they've just fallen apart. And that hasn't been the case with this team. Now, now on a football field, on the football field, yes, at times it looks like they've fallen apart, but this is still a competitive competitive team in terms of how they're playing you can see it on tape they still play hard it's just that they don't have the man the manpower to be able to compete with the good teams and and that's really troubling as an organization but it it happens sometimes sometimes you just get them in waves and Mm -hmm. and to see them kind of hang through it and still be alive I think that's a testament to Sean as a coach a but I think it's also uh, a tribute to the players because this is a bunch of guys around that have been through the, you know, Cam Jordan's been through the wars before. He's been there a long time. And those are the kind of guys you lean on uh, when you have the tough times. The defense has been a side of the ball that's carried them in many of these games. What have you liked about the defensive effort from this team to this year? Well, they're really good against the run. And it makes it, when you can stop the run, it makes it tougher for an offense because you make them one dimensional and that helps you as a defense do the things you want to do. And I think Dennis Allen's done a good job with the defense. I, I think he's a good coordinator. Uh, you know, the, some guys, look, they haven't played up to the expectations, and yet he's kind of schemed around it a little bit and helped out with a bunch of the stuff on the back end. And they've had some injuries on that side as well. So I think Dennis Allen's got them playing good football, but it starts with stopping the run. They've been really good at stopping the run. And when you can stop the run, it forces teams to throw the football 
Uh, and when you can do that, you can tee off on them a little bit. On the other side, it's been difficult with the amount of injuries, the offensive line at the skill positions. And then of course, with the quarterback rotation that we've been dealing with, Taysom Hill getting the start against the Cowboys. Do you think that that's the best option going forward? Do you like what he was able to do, at least getting the offense going at times? I'm not a big Taysom Hill playing quarterback guy. I've, I've said it many a time, and I'll stand by that. I think he's a wonderful football player, and, and, and I think he could be a great H-back if you wanted to use him in that role. I just don't think he's good enough throwing the football. Now, he can run it. You, know, you can't take that away from him. He can run the football, but in this league, you got to be able to throw it. But for now, he's the right choice. Uh, and and may, maybe going forward, you give Ian Book a look. If, if things you know, go south and you're not in the playoff race, then I think you might give Ian Book a look. And, and he looked good in training camp throwing the football. He looked confident in the preseason. So that's something I would consider. But for now, I'd play Taysom Hill. And, and Sean Payton's great at scheming things for him. And, and he's done a great job. And I know he has a real affinity for Taysom Hill. He loves what he can do. Uh, but I think you need to throw the football better in this league to compete week in and week out. And I'm not sure Taysom Hill can do that. Would you switch the quarterbacks back then if you were getting ready for the Jets? If you were the coach? No, I would not switch <laughs> it back because he was even worse at times. So, no, I would not switch it back. I, again, my next option would be to go to Ian Book. I would, I would consider that before I'd go back to Simeon. I, I just think you got to look at – Big picture. If you don't make the postseason, you got to try and do something looking forward. And that would be something looking forward. I mean, they have uncertainty at that position. They have to find a guy. And and until you find a guy, uh, you might as well see if maybe Ian Book could do something down the stretch. Sure. As I mentioned, they are looking ahead to playing the Jets. The Jets are a, we'll go ahead and say it, a, a winnable, beatable opponent here for the Saints to kind of get out of this losing streak that they've been in. But what is it going to take for the Saints to be able to solidify that win? Well, again, the Jets aren't very good on defense. I mean, you, we saw Gardner Minshew beat them on Sunday. That tells you how much how bad they are on defense, because I don't think he's very good either. Uh, so, yeah, I think you can uh, you can move the ball. And, and, again, Sean Payton will get creative to move the football against them. And defensively, I think they have a big advantage that the Jets, Zach Wilson's getting better, but he struggled for a lot of this season. And, and I think Dennis Allen will do some things to try and confuse him a little bit. Rookie quarterbacks struggle at times, particularly against good defenses. This is a good defense. So I, I do think this is a game they can win. The Saints are coming off a little mini buy here. They've been playing at home the past two Thursday nights. How good is it at this point in the season to kind of break up that losing streak and get back out on the road? Yeah, I think it's good. When you're winning, you don't really want that buy. When mm -hmm. you're losing, you want the buy. Because I think you can cure your ills. You can take time out to fix things and, and, and get away from it a little bit. And, and sometimes you need that to recharge your battery and, and try and make a little push down the stretch. And, and you know, use uh, the players that you do have available. Use those guys to try and make a little push. And I, I think getting away from it the way they probably did, it would be a good thing when they do regroup and get going again. Some of the numbers with the Jets, you know, they're only scoring about 18 points per game. But they're allowing 30. So that right there is favorable for the Saints. But it's the, the rushing yards. They're only averaging around 86. And then they're really pass heavy right now. And we know that the Saints do have a good run defense. But what do they need to key in on in that passing game to be able to prevent Wilson from doing some of the things that he does well? 
don't let him get outside the pocket. Don't let him. He's most dangerous now, particularly as a young quarterback and a smaller quarterback when he gets outside the pocket. So keep him contained. Let the defensive ends, you know, rush up the field and keep him contained. Because if you keep him inside the pocket, he's a shorter quarterback. He's a hard time seeing down the field. I think that's the number one thing they have to do. And on the other side of the ball, they have to run the ball. The Jets gave up 185 rushing yards on Sunday to the Eagles and then made it easy on Gardner Minshew. Now, whether it's Taysom Hill running it or, you know, whoever's the running back, if it's Ingram or Kamara gets back, you've got to be able to run the football. Um, and, and I think they can run the football against them. With the running back situation, how much will it change things? Could it change things to get Kamara back in there? It's it's uh, look, he offers a different dynamic than what Mark Ingram does. Mark Ingram's a nice back. He's a tough physical guy, but he doesn't do the things that Kamara does. Kamara can get the ball out of the backfield, can run inside the tackles. In fact, I think at times they should give him more carries inside the tackles. He's a heck of a player. Not having him on the field hurt, but not having the two tackles. You mentioned that earlier, not having Armstead and Ramchak. I mean, that changes your offensive line across the board. They're two of the best in the league. And you don't have those guys. I mean, it's tough to move the football. We've talked a little bit about both of these teams, but in the overall picture here in the NFL, we're starting to see some, some teams get eliminated from the playoff picture. Texans being one of those teams on Sunday. The Saints, where are they sitting right now? What do they have to do to make sure that they're one of those teams in the end? They have to win out. I really believe, I mean, maybe lose one, you can get in still, but I think that's got to be the push. That's got to be the mentality. And, and, and Sean Payton's been great with motivational tactics through the years. He used a bunch of them. I remember one year he buried the old stuff in the backyard in, behind the practice field and, and kept it there after one season to kind of forget it. He's good at that. I think he'll get them refocused, but they got to win. You know, they can afford one loss the rest of the way. If they lose more than one, I think they're in big trouble. This weekend is definitely one of the games that they should be able to win and start getting things moving in the right direction. Hopefully we can get some people healthy off these few extra days off. You've mentioned a lot about Peyton and his coaching ability. What is it about him that just drives him to such success? I mean, he's somebody who doesn't usually lose multiple games in a row. No, he doesn't. And, and again, he relishes the challenge of it. I, I, I'm a big believer in that. Like, You've seen over the years where the team wasn't supposed to win and they won. And, yet, and, and I think he relishes the challenge of facing a team when he's under man. That's who he is. That's why he liked this team so much. It didn't have Drew Brees, but it had, you know, a lot of the things that he liked about it. And, and that's what's so disappointing. He, look, he's the best play call, one of the best play callers in the NFL. I've always thought that. I think he's uh, creative at doing it. Um, and, and I think that makes him a great offensive mind. And I think from a motivational standpoint, he knows how to push the right buttons with guys. Going from this year to next season, hopefully getting Jameis Winston back and some of these other players back on the field. How would you kind of play off of this season? Or is it something that you just kind of move forward from? It depends what they do in the next five yeah. weeks. If they finish well, then you can build off of it. And, and, and I think you'll see them try and build off it. But, they, you know, look, there's some age starting to creep up on the team, too. I mean, you know, Cam Jordan still playing well, but he's not, not the same player he was. And, he, and he's getting up in the years. And Malcolm Jenkins is getting up in the years. And DeMario Davis is getting up in the years. And, and so I think you have to start looking at that. Um, you know, trying to fill those spots for the future. And, and they look, they've done it. You know, Peyton Turner's a young guy they drafted. They've tried to address some of that stuff, but you, you got to be starting to get a little concerned about age starting to creep in.
So you're saying we could be in this position for a few years here as we're making the transition. <laughs> they still have talent though. I mean, you know, what, what, what happens with Alvin Kamara, I think that's important when having him back on the field. You know, you have to have the offensive line healthy, and it hasn't been healthy all year across the board. They haven't had that. Um, and then you have, you know, Michael Thomas. What's the situation there with him? And, and so there's a lot of unknowns with mm-hmm. the team, but um, it's a different it, – they'll change. It, look, they might go out and get a quarterback. You don't know. They might, you know, try and address that, which is why if they're eliminated, find out what you have in Ian Book. I, I would. I'd see what he did, what he could do. If you get eliminated for the postseason – it's time to play Ian Book. What did you like about him when you were here and watching him during the training camp? Smart, accurate, uh, seemed like he had a good feel for it. His arm's good enough. It's not a great arm, it's good enough. But he just seemed like he carried himself like he knew what he was doing. And, and I think that's important. Look, maybe he's another Drew Brees. You know, he's not a big quarterback, but he's smart, he's accurate, and maybe he's another Drew Brees. I, I mean, I'm not going to put that on the kid, but you never know <laughs> until you play him, which is why – if you're eliminated, I would play them. Looking at the big picture in the NFL, some of the games that you've covered, teams that have stood out, who are the front runners right now at this time? Well, I think uh, Green Bay and Tampa Bay in the NFC are the two best teams. Oh, Arizona, too. You know, people just discount Arizona. They played good football all year, and they've had injuries as well. You know, Hopkins has been out. Uh, Murray's been out. They're back now. Uh, I th- you know, J.J. Watt's out for the season. They've had some injuries to deal with, too, and they've kind of navigated through it. So I think Arizona, Green Bay, and Tampa Bay are the three teams in the NFC. And if, you, if I had to pick it, I'd probably pick the Packers right now. I think they're the most complete team. Uh, and in the AFC, look, I thought Kansas City was getting back on track, and they played great defense. But that offense, it's not even close to being what it used to be. And I think tonight's game, you know, with Buffalo and, and New England, I think that'll give you an idea who the best team in the East is. But I think the AFC is wide open. I think there's a, a, a lot of good teams. You know, Baltimore, they look good, then they lose. I mean, you know, where, what about Cincinnati? They look really good, then they lose. I, I think it's wide open in the AFC. I think the NFC has three teams at the top that I think you can clearly see making the run. But I think the AFC is kind of wide open a little bit. Yeah, there's a lot of people right around the same situation as the Saints as far as records go be interesting to see how things finish out. Definitely want to end this losing streak in New York against the Jets. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. I appreciate all the insight. You got it. Thanks so much to Pete for joining us. And we should be hearing from Coach Payton and players tomorrow, getting some more of an idea of who may or may not be available for this game against the Jets. Again, it's MetLife Stadium. So an away game, December 12th at 12 o'clock on CBS. We're going to continue to break down that matchup on the Saints podcast this week. And then, of course, you can head to the Saints website because there are a lot of really cool contests going on right now. You can enter to win a shot at two tickets for a year of live events at the Caesars Superdome with our keys to the Dome sweepstakes, courtesy of Caesars Rewards. And you could win a trip to see the Saints play in Atlanta, courtesy of Frito-Lay. Just text NOLA to 59769 for your chance to win that.
Thanks so much for joining me on this edition of the New Orleans Saints podcast. I'm Erin Summers. Have a great Monday and listen in again on Wednesday.